Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Let's Bizarre party Podcast. Going. My name is Mark. I am joined by party animal Miles. Hello. Oh, yeah! <laughs> hey, Miles. How's, how's, how's it going? How are you doing on this Monday evening? Getting tired. Okay. <laughs> More realistic. And we're also joined by Jackie. Hi. Hello, Jackie. I am Jackie. Yes, you are. Not yep. party animal Jackie. Uh, no. And the three of us do this podcast <laughs> about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the TV anime from David Production. And this week we're going to be talking about episode 28 of the Stone Ocean anime that uh, you can watch on Netflix or some television station if you live in Japan, but you don't you don't need me to tell you that, I bet. But before we get into the episode, we should uh we should uh, you know, talk about JoJo in general. And uh, then we'll check in with our listeners in a second. Uh, I mean, big news for some, but they've officially licensed uh, the Stone Ocean manga for the U.S. So it's, you know, it's after the anime. But if you want to go read the original source material for this anime, Viz is going to be putting that out at some point. Yeah, that's really it for JoJo news. We still have those JoJo Cross Godiva chocolates. Uh it's the kind of thing that I really should film, but I am, uh, especially now as a new father, too lazy to set everything up. Um, and I don't think a write-up is really good enough, but I keep seeing them and feeling guilty. Mm. I see them in the cupboard. We gotta eat them. You know what I could do is mix them with speculos or speculas. I found randomly and bought cookie butter oh, okay. and, and the Biscoff cookies that are like cinnamon like i don't know if they're shortbread but they're like little cinnamon cookies and they do go amazingly with coffee they apparently took europe by storm and i can see why Mm. the speculos the speculos yes or speculas or those are different actually i think but they're all cinnamony they're very good cookies go good with coffee yeah the cookie butter is good but it just always makes me wish i was eating peanut butter because it's like the same Mm. consistency but it's sweeter it is sweeter, but I feel like it'd be good to put on some uh, IP cross-collaborative chocolates between your favorite anime characters and your favorite chocolatiers. Mm. I see. You know, but then you won't you won't get all the little flavors. You won't you won't pick up the what is it espresso and chocolate if yeah, you just smother it in cookie butter. You can't do that. Well, whatever. I've got regular chocolate. Anyway. This has been Choco Taco. This has been Choco Taco, T-A-L-K-O, because, Miles, you know the uh, the Choco Taco ice cream was discontinued. Yeah, I do. Last year. Yeah. Aww. I don't know if I ever got to try it. That was my brother's pick. What? In your life? I don't know. We've probably talked about this on this podcast. Maybe. That was my brother's pick. I'm a straight shooter ice cream sandwich kind of guy. I don't even need that Neapolitan shit. Yeah, have okay. we talked about this and talked about I didn't the like, up Spider-Man? I didn't like ice cream sandwiches until I became an adult and I tried like a good ice cream sandwich because I don't like the ones that they sell in like the, just like the black and white ones. I don't know. I didn't They're like those. They're all the same. I didn't like the ones that they sell in the ice cream store. All right. Well, I'm sorry. The I don't cookies have too Brooklyn thin. hipster ice cream sandwich. Well, taste. now they make better ones. They're the same and that's good. Now they make just like they're rounder and they're fat. Like I'm talking about like the black square ones. Those didn't. Those were. Oh, I don't those like smelled is. weird to me. Yeah, they do have better ones now. Now just, they have better ones. Well, like, the in, cookies okay. are better. The I'm cookies interested. Are better. I'm interested. <laughs> okay, in what? <laughs> in trying this. 
in what we should do like a we should that's what we should stream on twitch we should just get a bunch oh, of different just ice melting ass ice cream just a different a bunch of different ice cream sandwiches and eating them and see which one's the best just vomiting <laughs> for the last 20 minutes <laughs> we just try a bite of each you don't have to eat the whole thing oh i gotta eat the whole thing <laughs> you can't not still before we get into the anime we also need to i don't even remember the name of this fucking episode we need to check in with our passenger list. We need, no, we, we need to do JJB pod versus JJB pod listeners. Look, we have to read emails. These All are right. emails that are sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. I used to just say correspondence corner for this part of the podcast, and then I try to do puns, and I. I and now you're like trapped into it. I, I trapped myself. I feel like if I just say correspondence corner, I'll be giving up. And, you know, it's like when it works, it works. But I feel like the ratio, it's like infinitely approaching not ever being able to come up with a pun. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel, I, it does feel really good when you get it though. Yeah. I don't know that you have ever done it though. No, it feels good for me when you get it. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at the the episode titled "Time for Heaven: Three Days Until the New Moon." Like, this is time for emails. Like, well, who gives a shit? <laughs> anyway, our first email here is from Shun, and the subject line is "Cryptic Cryptid." Hey, JJB Pod Gang. Uh, apologies for calling Jackie a jaddy. I did not see the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I was referencing an ep of the pod. I felt bad. No, it's fine. We don't. We don't yeah, care if jaddy. Fine. To some randos on Urban Dictionary means Jewish daddy. I'm not offended. Um, and yes, I did cover uh, what, uh, yeah, Rikiel says, uh, uh, what, what, says, what Araki says about Rikiel. I think I'm, I recorded this after you sent this in, but yeah, that he's just like, oh, maybe Giorno's in Florida. Um, this privilege card. That's yeah the pri- the privilege card I think is like something they do for a lot of the prisoners. Um, mm. It's like instead of instead of a, just a simple like character profile interstitial thing in the middle. Yeah, it's this. And do they have the grid that shows the stand? Or no, that's a different thing for the stand. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this is about episode twenty-seven. A warm welcome and quick farewell to Jorno's little brother Rikiel with his stand sky high. Rikiel's 23, which means Jorno is one year, his senior. He didn't last very long, but it was an intense character. I personally love Rikiel's design a lot. Ties with Mirashon for my favorite of the Part 6 minor villains. Uh, besides Pucci, who is each host's favorite Part 6 enemy stand or stand user? Uh, which cryptids would you choose to be a stand? I would pick Jersey Devil and call it Maneater. Lastly, yep, All-Star Battle R. I talked about this as well. Stroheim is being added to the game. There's a reliable leak for Okuyasu's older brother and bad company stand user, Keicho Nijimura. Do I still play, Mark? Uh, how do you feel about these additions, etc.? P.S. The idea of Abakio being playable in All-Star Battle R makes me horny. Nice. Cool. Uh, I don't remember if Abakio was in uh, Eyes, of, Eyes of Heaven or... Is it Eyes of Heaven? Yeah. Then he's got a decent shot. If he's never been made by this team into a 3D model, then he's got no shot, I think. Mm. Uh, did you guys have favorite villains from this that aren't Poochie? 
Um, I don't remember. Dio does not count. Just because he's in, you know, little flashbacks. I liked how um, Jailhouse Lock's stand user looked, but I hated that power. <laughs> I hate a lot of the powers yeah, this season. me too. Yeah. Uh, Araki has this thing where it's it's almost like power creep, you know? Like, I didn't watch Dragon Ball, but I know that Dragon Ball has, like, the very linear power level thing. And other comics have this thing where there's a power level and each character like has to be scarier than the next. Araki has like a weird and meta creep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which they got weird and meta this year. I this season. I personally don't dislike that, but it is sometimes a problem where you're like, okay, you tried a little too hard and then you can't really like because it's weekly, you can't go back and edit and like improve the power, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I have no complaints about John Gallier and Manhattan Transfer. Oh, that, yeah. Just him being able to hear things and curve bullets. Yeah, and also his butt. Yeah, his fantastic round ass. <laughs> I like the one from this episode. Yeah, so far what we know of it. It was like, it's scary. It's like body horror. I kind of like, it's like, the, I think it's the scariest mm-hmm. one so far of it this mi- season. Yeah, but remember this is JoJo, so there's a chance it could end up getting bullshitty. I really okay. don't remember. I'm not saying that yeah. as like a nudge wink kind of thing. I just really wonder. Uh, I like Guess or Gwess. Um, her power is weird. I don't her power was weird, <laughs> but I like that she was just hollowing out animals. Uh, and I think her her design as a character is cute. Yeah. So I just like her. And I guess that would... Oh, I also like um uh, the suicide guy. The highway to hell guy. What's his name? Lightning McQueen? Something McQueen. Um, Xander McQueen, maybe? Uh, I Which like him. Was that? I, li- I, I don't know. I just like a suicidal person being, being bad for you. Mm. He was the guy whose stand would just keep trying to make you kill yourself. I think. <laughs> or he would keep trying to kill yeah. himself and that would transfer over to you. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. As for cryptids, um, boy. Fave cryptids. I don't know. I feel like what I remember of skinwalkers that I've seen in like movies is cool, but then when I actually looked up more about skinwalkers, they weren't as interesting to me. Um, I don't know. And like, I guess like monster movie, like, va- like, Vampires and shit don't count as cryptids, right? Yeah, it's, what is a cryptid? It's absolutely Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Jersey Devil, these rods apparently. Things that are not real, but are like local legends rumored mm. to exist. Things. These like things like, like, if, like if you're like, oh, there's a troll that lives in the woods, like that kind of thing. Yeah, but not like you just make it up. Like there's some like fake photos of it or something. Okay. You know, giants. Uh, men in black little green men I think yeah I was about to ask can aliens be cryptids yeah I guess men in black don't count because those are just people little green men or are, are men in black aliens I don't know little green men some of them are work. aliens and some of them are people oh they're all different species of men in black no no I don't mean the movie men in black that that oh. that concept I believe comes from like the real life like conspiracy paranoid oh. idea that there are just these men in black everywhere that are like, okay. I don't remember when the movie came out, but do you remember in Deus Ex, there's Men in Black? Yeah, yeah. Because Deus Ex has every fucking conspiracy. Yeah. Chupacabra. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. The, the Koki. Those are... Uh, I don't think Koki is a... I think that's a cryptid. It's, it's like... Is it just a frog? I think it's just a frog. 
I thought it was a special frog. I'm not Puerto Rican, but Chupacabra, Chupacabra, definitely. Definitely. Listeners, we are not Puerto Rican. If you're Puerto Rican or can speak on the matter, what if is, you is are the, is El Coquia just a frog? If or is you it are El Coqui, please write in and let us <laughs> and, and let and us then, know what then, you are. Yeah, de facto, we will know that the special power is writing. <laughs> hey guys, just so you know, it's, like we're, it's we got also it. it's the actual name of a species of small frogs, really native to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> well, it could be that one led to the other or whatever. Well, it's also like... It's not a... I don't think it's a cryptid. I think it's just like a mascot. Well... It's a. It's just a mascot. Okay. It's just like, that's our... We're proud of our little frogs we, that's cute. that we got over here. That's pretty great. You know? Like, um, an interesting thing is like the Tanuki or Tanuki of Japan. Ah, uh, that's the one. That's the one I, I, I... Is that a cryptid? Well, okay. So, it's a real animal. Okay. But there's all this folklore around how it can turn into a statue and blah, blah, blah that it doesn't actually do. Mm. Like they basically just did like fanfics about an animal. So it's like, I don't know. Are they separate to say one's a cryptid? I don't know. I'm going to just Google a list of cryptids and pick one. Mm. I don't know. I can't choose. How do you spell cryptid? C-R-Y-P-T-I-D. Okay. List of cryptids. On Wikipedia. What is the Cadborosaurus? Cadborosaurus. Egopopo. That's a Canadian cryptid. I haven't heard of most of these. What is the Ningen? The Ningen is hilarious. Oh, that is a weird thing, the Ningen. Oh, it starts with all aquatic and then it goes to land. Mm. Let's see. Oh, the Philippines should have some, right? Because that show, did Interesse have some? Do they count? Nope. It doesn't have them. I don't know what the definition of a... Oh, Mothman. That's a big one. I don't know anything about Cri- Mothman. There's a whole cryptids wiki. The cryptids.fandom.com Animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild, but are not recognized by science. Eh. So, yes, the Philippines has the Aswang, but it's like a it feels more mythical than cryptidy because it's right. a werewolfy vampire thing. It's like a thing that people purport to have seen, I guess, specifically, and say is out there. It feels like it's it tries to use more like biology to be like, no, look, it looks like this, and they have specific claims about it, not just like legends. I don't know. Yeah. Now we've went down an entirely different rabbit hole. I guess I would also say the Jersey Devil because I'm from New Jersey. And I like yeah, it. It's true. The chupacabra is pretty cool looking, though. It looks almost like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but he drinks the blood of livestock. It's kind of a di- what the he- Florida has a skunk ape. Hell yeah! Also known as the swamp ape or the Florida Bigfoot. That's pretty sweet. That's nice. They got their own Bigfoot. Yeah. G- good for them. Good for them. All right, are we done or Jackie, you're still trying to pick? I'm going to say El Cucu. El, uh, El Cucu or, or Cucuy or Coco what or is Coca is a mythical ghost-like monster equivalent to the boogeyman found in many Hispanophone and Lusophone countries. What's Lusophone? What language is that? Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> Luce- where Portuguese. You're, you're Ricky Ricardo Portuguese. and you speak to Lucy. Um... Yeah, we we uh, we had that growing up. That basically, if you did anything bad, El Cucu would come get you. 
Oh, that's wow. what they would tell you. That's They're gonna... like, oh, you got to watch out because it's like a boogeyman. It's going to take you away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Consider the Iberian version of a bugbear, which I've never heard of. Oh, okay. But it's a boogeyman, I guess. Historically used to frighten disobedient children. Yeah, basically. There you go. Basically that. And it worked. Make that into a stand and make it real. Okay. Anyway. It'll come to the house of disobedient children and make them disappear. Uh, Jackie, do you want to read the email from Chad? Sure. This email is from Chad. The subject line is, this is my hole. It was made for me. Aloha, JJB pod ohana. Let's check out some JoJo voice connections for episode 28 of Stone Ocean. Young gunshot victim Mike's mom also voiced the older sister of the main male protagonist, Ishida, from A Silent Voice. Uh, Third son of Dio and enemy stand user Donatello versus is voiced by Takanori Nopo Hoshino. Also voiced, he also voiced uh, Akihiro uh, Niko-chan, Hirata, the older, often cigarette-smoking member of the running club of Run With The Wind. I hope everyone is ha- having a great start to their February and hopefully relaxing a little after the Netflix password sharing debacle has been delayed. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Which of the current Stone Ocean cast do you think would actually pay for a Netflix account? And which do you think would mooch? That's a great question. Um, someone recap this Netflix thing for the people that aren't aware. It's There was a list of proposed changes from Netflix because they've been talking about locking down their shared account multi-device plans. It got like it got like released on their website. Like it went live on their website, right? That was the whole thing. Right. But the confusion was either they don't have plans to do it or that wasn't for US territory. Right. It went live the the page went live everywhere, but they meant it only for certain countries. They they should have locked it for certain countries or specified on the page that this was for certain countries only. Right. And it was extremely strict in which you could only use an account on multiple devices in your home because it would require you once a month to log the device on to your Wi-Fi network. And So you could leave, you, you, I mean, it's it's not like you have to use your iPad at, at home only, right? It's just you had to log in at least once, a, you had to log in once right. a month. Yeah. So you could still like take your iPad, watch Netflix like on the bus or whatever, but like you would have to log in once a month. Right, right. And by you have to log in, I think it would just check anytime you were online. And if you had kept the device offline for a month, then it would be like, now you got to log on. That's how other services have done it. Yeah. I guess you could just make sure that you're hitting your your home Wi-Fi. I guess theoretically you could cheat it by like, if your parents watched Netflix on their laptop, then they could just like visit you every once in a while and like hit the home Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. Or you visit your parents. But then I guess that's if it's that's at least if you know them. But, you know, if that's who you're password sharing with. But if you're password sharing with like your friend who lives two hours away or something, I don't know, maybe you visit them too. Maybe you visit them once a month. But like your friend that lives like, you know, your brother who lives in or, or Miles, if we wanted to password share with Miles, that's too far. We can't see Miles once a month, you know? We do password share with Miles, but not Netflix. Right. Um, I, what if What if you used a hotspot for your home, for your Netflix network, and then you could just like mail that hotspot mm. to people across this great nation? Would the cost of mailing the hotspot yes. 
for a year. Like think about each once a month you're mailing it and then mailing it back. Okay, okay. They live <laughs> across town and you can just throw it really hard. That's it. Yeah, that's if they okay. live close by. It's not Perfect. a problem. But if they're far, then you have to think about like, okay, is the cost of shipping for the year going to be less than the cost of just you having two separate accounts, you know? And it was also, again, like, you know, they probably just like the site was probably smart enough to correct the currency, but not smart enough to actually... I mean, Chad put in our Discord, which there's a link to in the in the description of this episode, you can join. Chad said that it seemed like it was n- not a mistake and then everyone freaked out and they're like, just kidding, wrong country, sorry. But somehow it did translate the currency because websites were reporting like the, the, the price point. You know, so if know. they didn't mean it for the US, why was the word dollar being used? Like I, Canadian dollars, I, Australian dollars? I was at a company where a very similar thing happened where... Um, we were testing out a price change so but we but the way that we tested it out is we only we only sent it out to a couple of preferred users to like try it out or something like that like we had like it was like a trial but it was only like a subset of users like this only applies to people in this state or something like that um and but the page was public so people just so someone just like was sharing out the link on twitter and like different places and like look at what they're doing they're changing the prices and this is or they're changing their their business model and this is really bad and horrible and we got a whole bunch of like bad publicity for it but it's because our stupid marketing team built a page without just and made it look like this was suddenly final this is suddenly what we're doing yeah yeah um regardless of of what the why this happened it's just that it seemed like it was like 15 or 15 and a half dollars a month for two devices in your home and then you'd have to jump to like the 20 dollars a month to get up to four screens in your home which i thought was so dumb netflix is absolutely not worth just not worth it um so sorry jojos so if we have to do that i'm gonna probably cancel our netflix we'll find other ways to watch jojo like yeah We'll find other. That'll get us to read the manga. We'll just go over someone's house who does have Netflix. I've read the manga and I have access to the JoJo wiki and I will. You'll animate it for us. I'll describe it to you guys. (laughs) I'll be like, yeah. And in this panel, I actually can't tell where one character ends and the other one begins, (laughs) Uh, but it looks cool regardless. Yeah. That could get an audience. Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, we'll, I'd probably just keep paying for Netflix for JoJo. Fuck it. Nah. If that's the, I mean, I hope they don't do this shit well, again. I, I, I don't want just, JoJo to be on Netflix I would just, anymore. I'll just cancel Netflix when we're not, like when we're done with the JoJo, you know, when you're like in between and you're waiting for new episodes and cancel Netflix, you know? Yeah, that would yeah. be, that would be, that would be smart. After yeah. this run of Stone Ocean, they're like, we don't know of any more that's coming out, right? No. So we'll finish these and then we can cancel our Netflix. If, I, if they, I also have to imagine the reception to this has been bad. Yeah. Right. It's been horrible. Netflix so, is absolutely not worth it if you're going to make it like just that little. Well, it's like every other company started a streaming thing before people believed in streaming and Netflix was still losing money. And Everyone was like, yeah, you can have our movie licenses. We'll get some money. And out nobody, of it. nobody else limits it like that, like the way that they want to limit it. So it's just like, all right. Well, f- Netflix then- is so popular. They're losing more money by letting people share. Everyone else is the competitor to Netflix, you know, they have room to grow by being nice. I guess. But the other, I, th- I think other ones are better than Netflix. Well, it is weird that they want to enforce this now when, again, their movie license library like sucks ass. When I look at my, mm-hmm. I want to watch movies on Just Watch. It's like nothing comes up on Netflix anymore. Yeah. It's all HBO or Hulu or Amazon, you know? 
Yeah. Netflix has one or like I didn't watch Wednesday. I don't care about Wednesday. It's like what else? What's a recent Netflix exclusive that's worth a damn? I mean, Stranger Great Things. Great British is- Bake Off is the only thing. Oh, is it? Great British. Yeah. Uh, people do like that. Could you get like like uh, I don't know, Acorn or some British streaming shit for Great Great British? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Acorn is. Acorn is a service designed exclusively for my parents who watch old people programming from the United Kingdom. I'm gonna look. I think it it's a Netflix exclusive. Really? Huh. I I mean they have it airs in Britain on some other thing, but. Chad also asked, uh, "Would Stone Ocean, uh, which current Stone Ocean cast do you think would actually pay for a Netflix account versus?" Oh right, watch? I don't think FF would pay. I don't think FF is interested in having a bank account or anything that would let them actually spend money on streaming. So I think they would just mooch, but they'd get like really addicted to a stupid show, and everyone would be like, "Why are you watching that?" <laughs> They just watch Love is Blind all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think because so many of them have been incarcerated, I don't think any of them would have qualms about sharing passwords. I don't pay for Netflix. Yeah. I pay. I pay for Netflix. You pay for Netflix for like four different parties. <laughs> four uh, different parties? What do you mean? There's like four different people I can think of that share your Netflix account. Oh, two of them don't use it. Two, Yeah, two of them don't use it anymore. So it's really just your parents. Okay. That's still kind of four people if I'm included. Okay. Anyway. And someday our our daughter will also watch. Yeah, hopefully she's not watching now because we watch some fucked up shit. Yeah, and I definitely like the kids the kids stuff are better, I think, on different mm. streaming. So I wouldn't yes, probably they are. I wouldn't use Netflix for that. There's like the PBS Kids app. There like HBO has some stuff. Disney has really good stuff. Hulu, Disney. <laughs> yeah, Disney makes yeah. sense. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody I could think of who would just pay for it. And yeah, mm. I don't, I, cause I want to say Emporio, but I bet his little, his little burning down the house room just has Netflix already. Oh yeah. Or maybe he just has but DVDs that he it? watches over and over again. Nobody. It's part of his stand is that it's paid for. Reed Hastings. I think Poochie pays for it. Yeah, he feels huh. like, he feels like he would pay for it. Anyway. Here's another email from Shoon. The subject line is Brando Star. Hey, JGB pod folks. I missed the cutoff for last week's correspondence corner. First off, I want to try to make sh- make more sense of Poochie and whether developing a Joestar birthmark. We know there are special bloodlines in JoJo. This is evident in, but not limited to, the Joestars. They are able to feel each other's presence and they receive a stand after Jonathan's body is pierced. Trish has some psychic familial link to her father, uh, Dopio. Uh, I still don't know if they're separate people. Oh, Dopio and... I forget Dopio's... The boss. Yeah. Uh, Diavolo. Diavolo. Dopio and Diavolo. Uh, They are able to feel each other's presence and disguise their own souls. And the most important example, Enyaba suffers the same wounds as her killed son, Jay Guile. This will not be the last time a sort of Christ-like stigmata happens in JoJo's. Ooh. Anyway, this is the scariest stand in a long time, uh, talking about this episode, yeah. I guess, which is fitting as we approach the climax. I really like this terrifying stand and find Donatello to be highly intimidating. His desire for power and his plan to use Pucci for his own gain remind me of his vampire daddy. I think Versus is the most Dio of his son so far. Interestingly, Jackie predicted this ability sort of when guessing what Trisha's stand would be back in Italy. Wow. Did I? 
Good job, Jackie. Maybe because Tr- Trish's big moment, big fight is on an airplane. So maybe. Mm. But maybe before we knew what uh, Notorious Big's uh, deal was. I don't know. For Versus, though? Well, I, Versus's I, power is on a plane. So maybe you thought that Trish's power had to do with the plane she was on. Versus's power is on a plane? No, it's not. The episode that we just watched? Yeah, there's a plane prominently featured. Oh, that plane. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. The, um, the, yeah, it's weird. Did you think I meant like an Aerosmith power? No, 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 no. I thought you meant like a plane in the air, but this is a plane in a hole. It's like a ghost plane. Well, I... Okay, I think that whole... Okay, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, continuing with Shun's email, here is my theory about Rikiel and the other Dio babies. Remember when Jorno was Haruno Shibana at the beginning of part five? His hair and eyes were dark, which later turned blonde due to the recessive Dio genes. Donatello <laughs> is also blonde. Also, Underworld has a time tangential stand, and his ability has Warudo or World in the name. Meanwhile, Bohemian Rhapsody and Gold Experience both have an ability which gives life to non-living things, and an ability which biffs with its target's perception. None of this applies to Rikiel, whose hair remains dark and whose stand ability controls an already living thing. Plus, Rikiel ended up being pretty helpful and forgivable. In my opinion, Rikiel is more of a Joestar and less of a Brando than his brothers. On a scale of Dio to Joestar, I would rank them as follows. Versus, Ungalo, Giorno, Rikiel. What do you guys think? P.S. I wish Underworld could unearth a time where I wasn't so damn horny. Yeah, good luck with that. Sent from the stored memories within the Earth. Thank you, Shun. I think Giorno is more of a Joestar than Rikiel. Just because he's a hero. He doesn't, he's never, he's never a bad guy. He's a good guy. But people think that he's a dark, bad guy hero. Dark. What? People think he's like an anti-hero. He he does like one or two dickish things in the beginning of part five. He's technically a criminal. No. Oh, we're all criminals. No. True. Joseph also was a ruffian. Joseph was a street, street rat. Yeah. That's a Joestar thing to be. Yeah. I mean, fucking, uh... Joe, uh, Joe Taro is like in jail when you first meet him. Yeah, but he put himself there. Yeah, exactly. Which is a funny thing to do, by the way. What do you mean he put himself there? He literally put himself in jail because he didn't know what was happening with his stand. <laughs> but he's just such a fucking sidewalk looking ass giant man child that he just like barged into the jail and put himself there. So they're all, all the Joe stars are kind of bad boys. They're it's kind of bad it's boys. interesting. Wait, no, well, Jonathan's maybe, not a bad boy. Okay. Josuke's not really a bad boy. Right. He's a hothead, but not a bad boy. Yeah. There's alliteration happening, but it's different. Bad boy, hothead. Jolene's a silly Sally. No, I don't no, know. No, she's, she's a bad boy, too. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to do more alliteration. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, that's not a bad theory. I don't know that Araki was thinking in those terms, but it's kind of true. I definitely <laughs> really like what we've seen from Versus so far. I really don't like his character design. I think his hair looks like outdated 70s, like lumberjack chic. I, I don't know. It's very uncool. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's just that one little exchange he has with Pucci is really funny to me. This person points out that we already have an example of non like genetic like transference between family members that in uh-huh. part three when jay guile gets uh, like stabbed in the face by yeah. a silver chariot enya's face gets a bunch of holes in it yes okay so it's okay. Not entirely unheard of okay all right um fair enough 
it is like weird that that's unexplained. It was even weirder back then, but I guess we didn't think about it that hard. Uh, okay. I think that's it, right? For emails? Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you want to fill the holes in our faces, you can write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, before we summarize and react to the episode, I'm going to talk to you about our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. Uh, and you don't have to do it every month. You know what I mean? You could go silly and just turn it on one month, deactivate it the next, turn it on, you know, the next. And then what is that? That's $6 a year. That's nothing. I, I dare you to name me a service that's six dollars a year or less jackie don't do it don't think about it no that also gets you access to the patreon feed which includes the occasional bit of deleted edited out audio from the podcast episodes uh and miles's weekly cultural reference newsletter and anything else we feel like putting up there so you can find um you can find me making a media file that accuses the death note uh composer of stealing music from some of my favorite artists uh, you can find an extremely granular analysis of what I think one random chapter of part eight featuring video of me um, and other just assorted goodies in there. Who knows what the future holds? And how do we limit password sharing? Excuse me? <laughs> how do we limit password sharing like Netflix? Oh, for for Patreon accounts? There's nothing. Okay. There's not. You, you guys could all pool together and do one one dollar account. <laughs> And trade the password on your computers. And that's okay with us. Yeah, I guess Patreon would be the one to limit that. Well, yeah. Right? We can't do anything about it. Well, yeah, but I also am okay with it. (laughs) On a spiritual (laughs) level, it's fine. (laughs) Um, For $3 a month, you get those same murky benefits at a theoretically infinitely cheap price uh, if you spread it out enough. But we also will say thank you to whatever username you choose on the podcast like this. Thank you so much, Daniel. Tim. Blu-ray. Shun. Soliloquy. Austin. I love Jojo. Clit Rocket. Matt. Flaccid Pancake. Lord Zendar. (laughs) Madison. Jumbo. Dalton. Camilla. Chad. Kasoon. Katie. Brian. And Bloof. Hooray. <laughs> Flaccid Pancake took me by surprise. That's a new one. Someone flipped their name. Yeah. Mm. I appreciate it. Yeah. There are some uh, there are some fan or translation edits of, of stand names that are definitely better caliber than Netflix. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Yeah, thanks. We already said thanks, okay? Yeah. We said it a lot. All right. Folks, it's finally time to talk about... Finally! Finally! Oh my god, shut up! (laughs) Episode 28 of Stone Ocean, which is called Time for Heaven, Three Days Until the New Moon, uh, which is not a musical reference. Um, And yeah, it... uh, Look, who cares what manga chapters it covers? All right? It doesn't matter anymore. I thought you did. Like, this whole time, I thought you cared. Well... I was kind of counting up to 9-11 to see if Araki would make a 9-11 comment, and he doesn't. Mm. But yeah, I'll tell you that these manga chapters were coming out uh, in uh, June of 2002. Jackie's favorite year of music, 2002? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
basically it's like it's like it peaks 2002 2003 and then it just completely goes downhill 2004 i disagree Mm, you're wrong i don't know i found uh, a website that's just a text file of the z100 top 100 songs of the year every year since 1983 and it's like a vital document for me that's awesome you should send that to me (laughs) okay uh z100 for those who don't know is a local pop radio station in new york area they have variants of it in different states like it's, I think it's, oh, y, okay. it's Y100 in um, Florida or Miami, South Florida. Gotcha. Um, and that, that was, that was definitely something I started listening to as a kid. And I think 92.3 was big for like alt rock, like listening to Nirvana and Pearl Jam and stuff. And that changed hands and changed styles a bunch. And now I, the other day I turned it on and it was FM news. Aww. It kept like K-Rock kept going away then coming back oh, that was k-rock going right away right, right. k-rock and i guess right now it's not back it's just fm news which it was in the past so i don't what know what was the number one song on z100 in 2002 are you yes oh you're asking me to guess 2002 number one song is that wait like of the whole year of the whole year is that like no scrubs territory jackie no no scrubs is like 299 Oh, Scrubs okay. is 99. It was the number two song of 99, Jackie. See? Okay. 2002. Is that like a Britney Spears uh, later hit? It might have been. A, I mean, she, around that era, it was like, Do You Drive Me Crazy? I think that was yeah, 2002. I'll give you a song. hint of genre. It is a alternative rock band. 2002. Um, then I, I, don't care. Rock, I only know like Linkin Park. It is Linkin Park. Really? Oh. They had a number one song on Z100? Is it in the end? That's right, Mark. Wow. Nice. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I, th- I I like this. I think we should do this more. We should have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> uh, because th- the thing is, is that, yeah, there's musical references. The show is set in tw- uh, the, the manga. Yeah. And the show are set in 2011. But Araki's frame of mind is in the early 2000s, which is why we see Fight Club and Memento references. Yeah. And for a minute in this episode, I thought we were getting a Shawshank Redemption reference. Um, a little too late, considering they're out of jail, but it's that hole. Anyways, yeah, so this is like a new a new arc, a new uh, fight situation. We are not... Can someone remind me how how did... How was the the guy in the, in the cow costume, how was he defeated? I don't remember seeing... I thought, I thought last episode was a cliffhanger on him, but... They we just got a beat new the shit out of him this time. <laughs> Jolene beat the shit out of him, and then he tells them that Poochie oh, and Weather okay. Report are related, and, and that's it. Hermes just hits him in the head really hard. Okay, he doesn't die. He's just out of commission. Everyone's out of commission since part okay. three or whatever. I thought I thought there was still more fight left in that fight after no. he spilled the beans on uh, on Weather Report. No, if this character doesn't have control of his stand, he is just having a horrible life. Mm. He's just being harassed by cryptids. Oh, right. That's right. The, at the end, it's just like, and the rods continue <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it almost seemed, was Araki saying the rods left him alone and they harassed yeah. other people? Or is there just, there's that many They killed rods. a motorcyclist, it seems like. Well, Araki was saying, you got to wear your helmet. I agree with him. Yeah, wear a helmet. Why do I have to wear a seatbelt in a car? And you don't even have to wear a helmet. Dumbass. Moving on. So... This this episode is almost entirely in a hospital. Right. Which is always a great place to uh, have 
a fight. Are they in Orlando at this point? I know I saw it said like Orlando is 10 hour uh, 10 hours away from Cape Canaveral. Does that mean that they're in Orlando? They're right in now? Orlando at this point. Okay. Yes. Man. Okay. Well, they're at the Florida Lucky Land West Hospital. Okay. Of course, Lucky Land's got to be in there. I think an episode should have taken place in Disney World. That would be a nightmare for all of the people trying to get it cleared. Remember, he wasn't even allowed to reference Mickey Mouse. Or just like a theme park, you know, that's like Universal Studios or, you know, but it doesn't have to, it's like not in, not in, not with that name, you know, just like a place with roller coasters and fake mascots. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like he kind of did a theme park with Death 13's like Nightmare Stand. Mm. That was the worst theme park. Anyway. Um, so it starts out, we see an emergency room. There's a uh, eight-year-old male being uh, taken in from a ambulance. Um, and his name is Mike. Michael. The I Little Michael. You can tell people don't speak English or have names like this when... If you're a mom and your child has been shot, I, I just can't imagine a mom going, Mike, wouldn't you say Michael? I think you would say Mikey. <laughs> or Mikey, just going, Mike, that's like, like you work, like you work next to Mike and like a, a construction accident I think hit you, him. I think you, yeah, I don't know. I guess um, some people probably call their kid Michael, but I think you'd either say Mikey. I think you would say Mikey. Mikey's not bad either. Yeah. Like for an eight year old. Yeah. What do you call on your eight year old kid? I don't know. Anyway. It's, My boy. It's totally a nitpick, but I was like, who would yell Mike when their child gets hurt? Mike. Yeah, Mike sounds like, Mike <laughs> yeah, sounds like, good. yeah, Mike sounds like your coworker. Like, you know, it doesn't sound yeah. like a kid. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. <laughs> hey, Mikey, you got shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, So Jolene shows up at this urgent care facility and she tells the gang that she thinks um she thinks Poochie is in there. So she and then she tells Emporio to deliver a disc, like the I guess the disc that he's been keeping safe. Hey, deliver that to the Speedwagon Foundation. Go and contact them. They'll tell you what to do. Um and he's like, but I want to help you. And she kisses him on the cheek and she's like, I'm not going to leave without you. Um so Emporio goes off to deliver the package. I don't get this. Was she like, I'm not going to like, she's like, you will come in and help us, but first go away. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She's like, I'm not, we're not leaving without you, but then they go into the hospital without him. Yeah. So I guess we'll be here in the hospital. You go do your thing and we'll find you again, I guess. That's weird. I mean, they're on a time schedule anyway. Well, okay. I guess in her ideal planning, they'd kill Poochie or stop him. And then, no, I don't know. This makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's just know. a nice thing to say to a child who's scared. Um, meanwhile, Poochie has the thickest eyelashes. I wrote that down. Um, Poochie's talking to a guy named Versus, which, where does, what's that a reference to? Is that a video? That sounds like it's a fighting game reference. No, it's, uh, <laughs> Donatella Versace is, uh, oh. the current creative director, former CEO, and kind of co-founder of Versace. Uh, -huh. uh so his name, Donatella Ver Versus, is sort of a reference to her name. But she did have her own fashion line for a while called Versus. Mm. Um, but is currently a dead link on Versace's website. Uh, Donatella Versace is credited with a few things. One is that she helped popularize the idea of the supermodel in the 90s with her brother, Gianni Versace. Um, 
And uh, she created the, since we're talking about millennial music, the famous, remember the green dress that J-Lo wore to the 2000s Grammys? We're like, oh, yes. yeah, of course. That is Donatella Versace's design. Ah. Um, and yeah, she's still creative director uh, at Versace. It's the most fucking family. Everybody who works there is, uh, there, there's like a whole Versace family and they all work with each other. Like, oh, what a quinky dink that your brother and your niece and all that happen to be in the highest creative executive positions. I'm sure you've all taught each other so well how to make the world's most expensive, ugly bullshit. Some of it's really cool, I'm going to be honest. There's some cool stuff on that website. Um, and yeah, so there's there's no inherent musical reference. Just he is just a tribute to Donatella Versace. Cool. Um, so Pucci's talking to this guy named Versus. Uh, Pucci reveals that he's ale- allergic to shellfish. Um, and he asks this guy to taste this fancy meal where i where did he get this fancy meal it's not hospital food <laughs> it doesn't look like <laughs> hospital food some hospitals do let you order out okay yeah um it's very fancy though yeah um and so the guy eats it and he starts listing all the ingredients in it and like how it's prepared and stuff and he's like there's no shellfish in it but then he's like wait let me taste like may i taste the sauce again and he tastes the sauce and he's like, there is some shellfish in the sauce. Um, is that part of his standability? I didn't understand what this demonstrated. I think yeah. it's just him. I don't think it is. Well, Pucci says we share a similar sense of taste. And I'm like, does Pucci do this too? Are they related? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just trying to be like, you know what? You and I, we're, we're similar. We're okay. alike. Just to be friendly. Yeah. So this guy is like, Poochie, what are you hinting at? I want to serve you, but I have no ability yet. His ability hasn't surfaced. Um, which which of the many ways does he have a stand then? If he's saying that his ability has oh I guess I guess it's because he's Dio's son, his powers should have uh activated by now. Is that the deal? I guess so. This was confusing to me. So the ways because well, everyone else's all of the other Dio sons powers have activated by now. And he's still just chilling back here with Pooch. Let's recap the ways that you can have a stand in this. Okay. You could be a son of a Joe Star. You could be a son of Dio. Son or daughter, I guess, of, of any of those. Uh, uh, Joe Star. R- r- related to a Joe Star. Related to a Dio. You could get pierced by an arrow. You could be also pierced by the arrow, but like just the arrowhead, which is the what, what a bunch of people in the prison got, right? Yeah, they touched the arrowhead. They got cut by it. Uh, you could get a disc shoved into you, I guess. Yep. Um, so Stan's going to be traded around. Um, what am I missing? Oh, you could be born with one, just randomly, not related to a Joestar or, or, or Dio. You could just be born with one. Um, right? Is that all of them? Is that all the ways that you can have a stand? I think so. I think so. Okay. Just a lot, a lot of, of ways. ways. There's a lot of ways you can have a stand. It seems it's, like everybody should have a stand at this point. It only gets funnier to me that and I've mentioned it before that at this point, all these prisoners just pick up this like blade, this arrowhead, and they just like cut their finger and they have a stand. Uh-huh. But in part four, Keijo Nijimura was like, "I have to shoot you with an arrow that you will almost die." Yeah. But if you live, you'll have a stand. Everybody in prison is already tough enough to have a stand. Is that what it is, Jackie, yeah. or is it that there are complete? Uh, wimps that should die if they got shot with an arrow but here they're just pricking their little thingy mm. 
Or is it that Araki can't keep one idea consistent for a while? No, that's not it. <laughs> that can't be it. Um, so those are all the ways that you can have a stand. I was just... A lot of people should have stands by now. But anyway, um, so Versus is like, oh, my stand hasn't activated yet. And then um, Poochie's like, well, you never know. Jolene may forget to check this room. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad you were here because the food was supposed to be shellfish free. Oh, right. Free. I was... I was- Feel free to eat the feel free to eat it. I was confused by the fact that he he has like his disc out for a second and he mentions a he mentions pale snake being able to check his disc. So he has not given up his power. He still has the old power. What do you mean he has the old power? Oh, oh, he has Pucci both. can still manipulate discs. But okay. also I thought for a minute that he was putting a disc into him, but I guess he doesn't technically have to. Hmm. He's just able to pull the disc out to take a look at it. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so he's like, oh, well, anyway, you can eat this shellfish. You can eat this food if you want. And uh, then there's like fingers in the food and you hear the little boy, Mike, <laughs> little Michael, who was sent to the hospital. Um, and he's like saying something about how his dad abused him and shot him and stuff. Right. Um, is he dead, Mikey? I think he is. Little Mikey. Yeah, I guess he's Rest dead. Rest in this plate. Yeah. Rest in, wait a minute. What's that fish that people say tastes like chicken? Tilapia. Fuck, that's not a P. Palapia. <laughs> Pilatia. Palapia. Puffer fish. <laughs> um, and Rust then- in pescateria? Rest something with P. Okay. Rest in pesci. Rest in Pisces. Yeah, there you go. Um. Anyway, then a bullet shoots out of the plate slash finger slash boy voice and goes through a door and hits yeah. the mom is that who it hits no, no it hits, hits the, the dad. dad oh it hits the dad right yeah, right, right. The bad dad gets shot bad dad as Sorry, all bad, bad dad. dads do so watch out watch out uh and then so jolene somehow guesses oh it's a someone just got their stand ability and they must have been testing it and that's what that bullet was oh everybody from the hospital like kind of runs away but jolene like gets that for some reason i'm like how did you deduce that yeah i wrote down like oh it's florida everyone is armed yeah i I wrote down like yeah why do you not think that's a gun that's (laughs) so weird and then so they go through the door where that bullet came from and uh there's a giant hole in the ground um and they're like he's probably in that hole and jolene's like i'm gonna go in and Hermes is like dude it's definitely a trap and jolene is like yeah it is probably a trap but what if the priest just hides in that hole for three days and you know then goes in to the or or uses that hole to reach the cape cape canaveral and then we have to you know we need to stop him from doing that so like we can't just be like it's a trap so we're not going to go in um so jolene is like we're going in um and since it's just her and aramis she's like i'll go in the hole you have to stay up here and hold on to my thread and pull me up if uh if i need to get pulled up um so she doesn't need aramis to do this why not she could just leave her own thread she could anchor it to something and then and then pull herself up yeah that's true it's a stand. Like you should be able to use like oh, a repel yeah. ability to suck yourself back into it. That's true. She could just like sh- like zzz, like a yo-yo. Just yeah. like she, this is this is silly. This is a weird excuse to just separate them. That's true. Like a yo-yo. Yeah. 
Is yo-yo, maybe I'm thinking of something else. A zip line? What's something that like the, yeah, maybe it's a zip line. I don't know. When you press a button and then the rope winds itself. A tape measure. I don't know. Uh, oh, like a tape measure. Yeah. Yes, like a tape measure. But but I, I'm thinking more of like a pulley system or a, or a rappel. What is it? A belay? I don't know. Anyway. Belay is when you're climbing up and it, I don't know. It is it's when you're climbing. From, but uh, from Mission Impossible. True. Um, well, he's actually descending in that, but whatever. So but they she pull him out too. Okay. So she does it, and so she goes in the hole, and she's—I don't know—she's going down, and down. She sees a spoon, and then she sees a plane. She's on a plane from 2005. It's like as soon as she touches the spoon, she suddenly is on a plane. What awful song was the number one song in 2005, Miles? What What was the number one song in 2005? I bet it rules. I bet it sucks. (laughs) Number one song in 2005. Kelly Clarkson is number one and number two with number one behind these hazel eyes and number two since you've been gone. Okay. Those aren't bad. Those are both good. Yeah. I don't know. Behind these hazel eyes. What is that? Behind these hazel eyes. Here I am once again. Oh, whatever. It's not as good as since you've been gone. Since you've been gone is a classic. I yeah. don't like anybody flexing their personal appearance in song lyrics. Why? Okay. It's just like an annoying, like, oh, I humble brag behind blue eyes. Yeah. This is what it's like. Like, we get it. You think your eyes are nice. Shut up. Well, it's about the tears I cried behind these hazel eyes. You cry tears in front of your, if you have tears no matter behind what color your, your eye, eye. No matter what color your eyes up. are. <laughs> if you have tears behind your head, your tear ducts are screwy. You need to get okay. that looked at. Don't sit around writing songs, Kelly Clarkson. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, they're in the 2005 plane and Kelly Clarkson is blasting in in the cabin. Yeah, it's deafening. You can't hear anything but Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) She's about to be singing behind these blazing eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. No. No? No. Okay. So, So Jolene like freaks out and is like, Hermes, pull me up. I know you can hear me because this like string now works like telephone you know like a, like a can with string like That's two not cans the first and a time string she's done that like the first yeah, time I think they she's meet, done she does it before. that yeah, multiple she, times she, i think she's did, okay i thought it was like the first episode and then now yeah. it was towards the beginning yes she does she does it to emporio and to Hermes. yeah um and so she tells Hermes to pull her up but it takes a little while for that the sound to travel so she's like come on where you know and i think Araki just wanted to show off that he knows that it would take some time because she's so deep in the hole. Um, so she doesn't pull her up right away. Um, and then, like, as she's going up, Versus tries to attack her. She pulls her stand out to punch Versus' stand. Um, she uses pen on her th- a pen on her thread to stab him? Yes. She somehow at some point grabbed a pen from the passengers and then there's like a knot in it. And so it just sort of like zips. Somehow it's tied in a way that it zips along her thread and stabs uh, Versus's stand in the neck. I didn't get this, but I thought it was cool. It looked cool. I don't know how thread stuff works. I assume Araki does because he's employed it a bunch and I hope he knows. Instead of him just being like, I saw it in a movie and thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also equally, it's either it's either like, I thought I saw it and it was cool, or I read, you know, a, an entire encyclopedia article about it, and now I know everything about it. Yeah. Um, 
And then Poochie is like, you know, don't underestimate Jolene. She will not hesitate to nick a pen from a passenger. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just sounded like he was making it into a big thing. And I'm like, it's not like that smart. I don't know. Or, or daring or whatever. Uh, but he's like, don't bother with her. Let's, I, I, he's like, I will hide out in this hole. So Poochie wants to hide out in the hole. And he's like, leave Jolene alone. Um, then, so Hermes is still trying to pull up Jolene with the string, but she ends up pulling up Sportsmax, who she killed, right? Yeah. Yes. That was the gangster that she killed? That's right. Mm-hmm. Who had flaccid pancake as a stand. And he stuffed him, got stuffed into a pipe. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think I think Sportsmax is the one explaining, like the ghost of Sportsmax or whatever is the one explaining that the earth records the past and 2000, and I don't know. It's like all the, these like ghosts, like these manifestations of the stand are like explaining what the stand does. Because um, I think they are the stand in a way. So the stand is just speaking to them through them. Like, do they really need to know the explanation? Like, does the stand really need to tell them this is how I work? Well, the stand, it doesn't need to, but, you know, that's how this is. Okay. Well, in 2005, a commercial flight crashed to the ground from Texas to Orlando or something, and it crashed in Orlando. Um, and so that's where that plane comes from. I don't think this is a real plane, right? I'm not sure. I hadn't looked it up yet. But yeah. I don't think it's real. They the this uh stand is called I guess Underworld. The subtitle says Netherworld, which isn't that far off, so that's good. Um, and it it excavates memories is apparently what this stand does. But it but then it kind of puts its own weird twist on it. It seems. Um, sure. You still looking stuff up, Mark? Yeah, unless you want to talk about Underworld. I was going to advance the plot. Do you guys know what Underworld is? It's a movie with zombies, I think. With lichens and vampires. Okay, whatever. That's not what he's referencing here. He's referencing (laughs) the electronic music duo or group called uh, Underworld. I've listened to Underworld. Do you know Born Slippy Miles? I don't think so. Born Slippy is like their biggest song, and it's... uh, it's most prominently used, I think, at the end of the movie Train Spotting. Um, oh. It just starts with these echoey, like big fat synth chords of like dun 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 dun, dun. and then a piano track comes in, and then a guy just kind of yells at you for a while, and it's like it almost feels like spoken word or like slam poetry, uh, but just the the chord progression and the sound at the beginning, it makes me emotional. It makes me feel a nostalgia that i don't i haven't earned i don't know where i feel like i am when i hear that it's not like i have fond memories of train spotting i didn't do heroin and hang out with people in europe but you know you know how music just does that sometimes where you're like oh i miss i don't know what i miss what the fuck is this yeah uh no i never feel anything when i listen to music so that's oh yeah you just you sit there and you just digest it like it's a like you're a cow eating grass. Yeah, it's completely academic for me. Okay. I had a friend say that on Twitter, someone was like, what are some albums that you that have no skippers? And someone said uh, an Underworld album. So I, I need to, to dive more into them. They're okay. I like a lot of UK electronic stuff. So maybe I owe them a little. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. I actually wait, fa- why are you bringing up Underworld? That's the namesake for the enemy stand. 
Oh. So Arky likes them too. There's another song by them that, that popped up on my Spotify that uh, I thought was also very good. But it's one of those songs where, I think it's called Jocelyn or some shit. And it's one of those ones that starts with like fucking six minutes of intro. And you're just like, this is fine, but I want to get to the six minutes in part. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So Hermes tries to punch um, Swords Max and Jolene and Hermes both just fall into the hole some more. Um, it, then we they're, they're back on the plane. There's a flight attendant who looks really scary. She has like a face on her stomach and it's exposed. She says that like when we crash, because it's funny, she's using the same voice that a flight attendant would use to be like, we're going to land soon, so please put yeah, your tray tables like, up. She's like, we're going to crash in three minutes. And she's like, the person in the back row's face is going to go through my stomach. Oh. Okay. Yeah, when we do. So please make sure to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And their faces all start to burn. Yeah. And it's cool because they're just like the flesh starts burning. It is cool. And everyone on the plane looks gross and I like it. And that's and that's when I was like, this is a good episode. Just I thought I like it was stuff. cool as soon as a little boy popped out of that plate and shot someone. I was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> <Get> back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is where we learned the plane crashed. Uh, it was supposed to go to Dallas and then it, it crashed in Orlando. Um and all the ghosts explain how the stand works. Uh, and now it's two minutes until the crash. And then I believe the episode ends around this point. Because I don't have any other things in my notes. I really like both Versace's voice and the stand's voice. Mm, Donatello's I pay, voice. I didn't pay that much attention to it. I should check it out again. They're cool. It's like sort of chilling. I like just that when Pucci asks him like can you slow it down because like they're talking about the crash happening in like 13 seconds and Pucci's like just standing there I don't know where these people are are they actually underground or does their underground is there a thing that takes you into the sky I guess they are underground it just looks like the sky because that's how they're standing there Um, but Pucci's asking him to slow it down and Donut no, he's asking him to speed it up so oh speed it up I'm sorry faster. so it happens faster he's asking him to speed it up and just kind of under his breath. That's my favorite thing about it is this realistic way of him not just turning around and confronting him. But Versus is like, could you just not talk? He's like, can you stop saying, can you stop mumbling or whatever? I don't know what he says. He's like, can you just quit your yabbering? And then Pooch yeah. is like, did you say that to me? And then he just <laughs> doesn't answer. <laughs> it's so like rude, like underhanded, like of a, when you're just annoyed by somebody and then you say something rude and then you're just like oh fuck I forgot they could hear me or they'd have a problem with that like your boss is asking you to do something mm. and you're like blow it out your ass and then you're just like oh shit well he's uh, like I got this man yeah he's just like stop fucking talking to me like I and I don't know if he quite articulates the idea like I, it's it's also refreshing because the other Dio sons so far have been like I'm doing this for the priest mm -hmm. you know I'm doing this because this guy gave me a nice little speech, but he's just sort of like, I'm going to blow up this plane. Or, I don't know. He's just like, I'm, I'm going to kill people with my bad memories, disaster stand. Uh, he seemed like he wanted, he wanted something with Poochie. I don't know. He, I, they yeah, kind of seemed like, like they were together. Was, he was like, I want to serve you, but now yeah. he's got this attitude. Where'd that come <laughs> from? Yeah. Maybe he's like, maybe, is it like, 
I'm going to help you, but I, I got to do it my way. Shut up. You don't understand this stand. Or yeah, or is he more like, this is thrilling and I'm going to do it my way. I like being the bad guy, god damn it. Look, I get it. Araki's comments on this stand are not very specific and kind of disappointing. Um, again, you know, these stand comments are taken from like something written like 10 years later or whatever the fuck. Uh, so some of it's him being like, oh yeah, so someone asks him like, what is Underworld based on? And he goes, the social issues of the time or maybe a new type of fear. At the time, I was obsessed with psychological matters. I really like how its design has the things shooting out of its eyes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Again, it sounds like you forgot that you drew it. This is your creation, man. Um, yeah, and it's got two symbols on its chest. One is, I think they call it the Star of Life or something like that, where it's like it's like the medical uh, cross of three different lines and then like the snake. From, oh, that's right. From the is it the staff of Hermes? What is it? I don't know. It's the it's the star of life. It's a blue six pointed star. Uh oh, the rod of Asclepius. Whatever. I don't fucking know who that is. And the other symbol on its chest, I don't recognize. It's like a little maze with dots. Oh. It's it looks cool, and it's got I don't know. It's got like feathers. It's like kind of complicated, but kind of simple at the same time. It's a cool stand. I like it. Yeah. I don't understand how the earth has memories, especially of things that kind of happen in the air. <laughs> it records the past, Mark. How does it do this? No, no the plane does. crashed in the gr- on the ground. Yeah, but then how does it know what it was like in the air? Huh. I don't know. The, earth, the air is part of the earth. Okay. Fine. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's basically being like, well, I can't pull memories out of you. That's kind of Rohan's ability. It's like I, I restage bad things that have happened on the Earth. Which could really be potentially... You could just do a volcano, you know? I think it has to be local because this is... this. They could have picked, He could have picked any plane crash, you know, but he picked one that crashed in Orlando. Oh, so maybe that he's literally... That little boy who died in that hospital. So I think it just has mm. to be like stuff close I think by. that's true Jackie yeah so he's in the ground because he literally is digging for like he could have picked a more wider known disaster local memories yeah I'm sure a lot of bad shit has happened in Florida you know he should be a newscaster I feel like this would be a good power for a newscaster but like a local true. like a local you know and local anchor but but news is all about the present he's yeah at the past but if you have a career, if you, you're like, I've been reporting in Orlando for the oh, past, you know, 15 years. I thought you meant that this stand would serve the career well rather than the other way around. Mm-mm. I see now what you're saying. It's like, uh, you know how your stand is supposed to match you or your personality yes. or something. Yeah, we don't really know much about him. We didn't get a backstory about how he's a fuck up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, he chops a lot of trees with his sideburns. Yeah, this is cool. I hope Araki doesn't really fuck it up and make it ridiculous in the next episode. Uh, but I also like the darkness. I like all these people being like, we're gonna die! We're ghosts! I don't like how they just explain what the stand is over and over. Yeah, it's decidedly not a mystery stand <laughs> arc. Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't know. Maybe that's good after the stands we've had. Yeah. I also love that Guess remembers, not Guess, uh, Hermes remembers the flight number. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, do you guys remember Flight 800, TWA Flight 800? No. Not really. <laughs> oh, that was a big plane crash when I, I was know. a kid. I remember United Flight 93. I remember that. I don't remember. I don't, that That's sounds it. familiar, but That's I don't remember. That's the plane hijack on 9-11 that the, uh, the passengers took control and they crashed it somewhere where there weren't a lot of people. Isn't like 458 the Final Destination one? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think it is. It can't be that memorable, though, because we did just watch Final Destination a few weeks ago. Okay. So I don't think you remember it. I I'm wanted probably, to show your baby right about. Fate. I think I think I'm completely wrong, but yes, the <laughs> baby needs to know that death is out to get us. Is this stand? <laughs> is this stand final destination? Will these characters escape, and then death will keep? Uh, uh, and then all the them? the haunting will still all the deaths will haunt her. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think so. Um. Yeah. Oh, Chad made a. a Amigara fault reference in his email. That's right, which is still not in the new Araki, Araki in the new fucking Junji Ito anime. That could be a stand. Could that be a stand? A holes are created. I don't know. There are important holes later in JoJo. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, we watched more of the of the Junji Ito series and the hair in the attic episode. I think it's called the hair or something. That episode's really fucked up. That was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, and then we also watched the one about like, uh, the, the layers within or whatever layers of terror. That one. That's really gross. Kind of scary. I like that. Very gross. Um, it, okay. Tell me which episodes to watch and I'll watch those. Yeah. Watch the, I think it's called the hair in the attic. The thing is, is that it feels like sometimes there's a good half episode and the other half is like, eh, okay. Yeah. But, but so, so far I've just been following what Jumbo has I believe Jumbo. Shit, I hope I'm not wrong. What somebody in our Discord posted. Um, but instead of just picking the the individual stories, we just watch the whole episode because it's just easier to leave it on. Okay. So sometimes it's like one half is better than the other, but you know. It's, it's you know, it's bite-sized disgust. You know? You want to feel gross and scared a little bit, you just put it on for twelve minutes. Okay. Anyway. Good lunchtime viewing. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're eating a nice sloppy meal. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about this episode? Any pew pew stray thoughts? No. No, I gave you my stray thoughts. I liked um, You May Enter My Hole. Somebody <laughs> says that. Uh, I guess Donatello must say that. <laughs> I wrote that down. I don't remember that. That's very I, funny. I'm going to get that tattooed around my belly button. Oof. I guess that's a better place than, you know... <laughs> I have a straight thought. Our daughter was shitting through most of that episode. That's cool. And when we watched it together, well, she had to shit. I have a new entry on my to-do list. <laughs> Just change a diaper. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not this podcast episode. I mean, like when we were watching this episode. Oh, oh, oh. So that's nice. my That's my straight thought. No, this episode of this podcast, she's been asleep. Nice. So I want this podcast to end so I can put her to sleep. Okay. You mean put her down? Right. Put her down he's yeah. currently on my lap asleep. i think a lot of people don't know that when you say put the kid to sleep you don't mean gas them to death <laughs> put them out of their misery we don't want to do that no anyway thanks for listening everybody we will catch you next week when we see uh if araki can cash the checks that he writes with the opening premise of this interesting stand next week episode is just called underworld which makes sense we'll talk to you then and remember don't board an airplane that's going to crash.
Mm. Oh, good advice. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Also, there's a link to our Discord in the description. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Bye.